Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Hey guys, and welcome back to College Hoops Views. We are here to talk Sweet 16 and Elite 8. What happened this weekend was tragic with Duke, mm-hmm. but we have to move forward and look to the Final Four, and that's what we'll be talking about today. I know Tanner's excited. We saw some great games over the weekend. I know Phenomenal. Tanner thinks he saw the best game of the tournament. We can talk about that later. But, um, yeah, we had we had a great basketball weekend. Any, any introductory thoughts? Well, going... To your comments about Duke, you know, I picked Duke to win my national championship. Oh, so your bracket was busted too? <laughs> yes. Okay, so it was like 85% of Americans, <laughs> including me. But, um, dude, I, I saw their first game against North Dakota State, and I was very nervous. I mean, I understand they beat North Dakota State by double digits, but they did not look too good. And then, obviously, we know what happened when they played UCF and Virginia Tech. Had those guys made those tip-in shots, we could be looking at a potentially, you know, second or third round exit for Duke. And well, I mean, you know, you can't count your chickens before they hatch, and, you know. And and Michigan State was the better team that game, and you know, Duke Duke still had a great season. We don't feel too bad for you because we know that Coach K is just going to be locked and reloaded next season with a bunch of lottery picks. I mean, I don't know, but if you're a Duke fan, how do you feel about this season? Because you have three potential lottery picks and you didn't go to the Final Four. Sure, you went to the Elite Eight, which is remarkably good. Like, any other college in the nation is probably thrilled to go to the Elite (laughs) Eight. But at Duke, of course, we have to beg the question, you know, was it good enough? So, I mean, you have Zion. (laughs) Yeah, Zion's really good, man. That's an understatement. So, speaking of every school would be thrilled to be in the Elite Eight. We have two schools that are in their first ever Final Four. I'm going to let you talk about Bruce Pearl here for a few minutes. Well, in the in the meeting before recording this, when we talked kind of about what we wanted to break it down as, we called this the Bruce Pearl segment because, I mean, we just were so infatuated with what he's done with Auburn's program. I mean, you look at the New Mexico State game in the first round, and it was a nail-biter. So many opportunities for that game to go either way. Auburn ends up coming out alive and surviving all the way until the Final Four as a five-seed. We okay, so The lowest of all to make the Final Four. They went from hanging on to New Mexico State, and I can't think of any other team that's beat... Three, Three blue, blue bloods, bloods back oh. to back to back. Kansas in the round of 32. North Carolina in the Sweet 16, and Kentucky in the Elite Eight. They, they beat those three teams back-to-back-to-back. To back to there back. was a team, to my knowledge, there was a team to do it. I can't remember who they are, but they played the stat during the game, and that's the only reason I know. But it happened in like 2000, the early 2000s, I believe. I mean, and, and Auburn, of all teams, to do it. This is a team that this is literally their program. So overlooked this, this whole season. Yeah, they have been. And this is, uh, shoot, they might be the hottest team. They are probably the hottest team in the country right now. They won the SEC tournament, and now they're in the final. I mean, they, I can't remember the last time the Auburn Tigers lost a game. Well, yeah, but now you got to go play Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. And the Virginia Cavaliers. <laughs> I mean, they're not they're not a shabby team. That's a 3-and-D team. 
You know the defense is going to be locked down. If I'm, you know, if I'm Auburn and Bruce Pearl, I'm kind of worried because you lose your best player in the process of getting to where you are. Sure, your team survives, which is extraordinarily impressive and a true testament to the depth of Auburn's team. But at the same time, are you going to be able to outmatch offensively an outstanding defense? Should Auburn be worried about a guy by the name of Guy from Virginia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That man is a perimeter shooter. You know, all these teams, they got one, one shooter. This one shooter who's just going to sit on the perimeter. He's not. He's usually not going to go for a layup, but he's going to drain clutch threes. Like that kid from Purdue. I forget his name, number 14. But, man, that kid was something. Something. And speaking of Purdue, we'll go back to Texas Tech here um, and, and their first Final Four appearance. But that's what Carson was referring to. In my honest opinion, I really did think that that Purdue-Virginia game was the, the game of the tournament so far. I mean, I understand there's been three games that still hasn't been played, but just the way that game went into overtime was absolutely insane. To get a long rebound after that missed free throw, and for that guy, I can't pronounce his name, with the dyed hair. Dikite. Dikite, who makes that last-second shot, literally last-second shot to send it into overtime. And then Virginia's cutting down the nets at the end because, I mean, they're regional champs. They're going to the Final Four. I mean, and that was kind of a – there was a moment on the floor where I think Dakite and Carson Edwards kind of had a moment, and they, like, kind of real recognize real, you know. And that's super cool that they can be so competitive yeah. on that level. Carson and still Edwards show balled great, out that game. Great sportsmanship. And, yeah, Carson Edwards had a great tournament. I mean, that's a – that's a potential lottery pick right there based on what I saw. I mean, he's a very talented player. He'll be in the NBA. He'll be in the NBA. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. But that, that you know, that that's a game that was worth noting about. And I don't know if it's the best game of the tournament, though, just because I always like to assume that the next round is going to be better. <laughs> and I'm um, just not willing to cross that bridge yet. Also, the Auburn-New Mexico State game was very close as well. It was. Don't know if it was quite <laughs> as nail-biting and intense, but... But back to the other program who um, made the Final Four for the first time in program history, Texas Tech. Chris Beard, the uh, Texas Tech Red Raiders were picked seventh. They were picked to finish seventh in the Big 12 this year, and now Texas Tech is in the Final Four. Co-Big 12 champions Mm -hmm. in the Final Four. Bobby Knight could not even get this team into the – we're talking about Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight couldn't get this team in the Final Four. Chris Beard. a different Bobby Knight. (laughs) Chris Beard hasn't even coached 150 – Division one games yet, and he's already in. He he's he's already had one Final Four appearance. And granted, it's going to be against Tom Izzo. It's kind of like a David versus Goliath here. I mean, Tom Izzo has literally seen it all in the dance. He knows how to prepare his teams for for big time matchups, big time games. This is Chris Beard's first Final Four. What? And this is Texas Tech's first Final Four. What is he going to do to get this program to? own the moment, and and take advantage of the opportunity ahead of them. Well, I think they all kind of understand what's going on and what's at stake here. And, you know, I saw a tweet um, earlier this week that said, if Tech wins, they should rename the Lubbock Loop Chris Beard Loop. They should already rename it. Could not agree more. (laughs) They should already rename it. He's he's met the qualifications. Like, that's your loop, bro. You get the town. Like, give him a key. (laughs) But... I mean, I'm excited. They're, they're a big team, and they play a very impressive style of basketball with a lot of chemistry, and they're deep. All of their men give up 110% every minute they're on the floor, and that's why they're such a tough team to play. Texas Tech and Michigan State are like, oh, this is going to be a rock fight. The way these two teams play defense, it was, it was almost like the first half. I think this game's going to be like the first half of that Texas Tech Michigan game. Mm-hmm. Very low scoring, very good defense, except I think it's going to last more than just 
the first half. I think this mm-hmm. this could potentially be like a 46 to 50 game. I do think Texas Tech can win this game, and I do think Chris Beard can get the Red Raiders playing for a national championship. But if you're Tech, you can't be overconfident. You know, you have to believe in yourself and know you can win, yeah. but have to go out there and execute, right? Because a lot of times what we see is teams will get in these positions where they think they're big and bad, Duke, for example, and then they'll slack off a little bit, miss some shots, and then suddenly you're out of the tournament. So we're going to end the show here by picking the the two Final Four games and picking our national champion. You know, this has been a great tournament, a really competitive tournament. I believe I got two out of my final, two out of my four Final Four teams being Texas Tech and Virginia, and I believe I also got the same team. Carson matched me. That was it. And we tragic. So <laughs> yeah, it's been a phenomenal tournament. I, I can't wait for next year. Hopefully, Texas. Texas actually should get an automatic bid to next year's tournament if they win the NIT. Get the <laughs> out. They should get an automatic the bid. The only way they should get a bid is if they fire Shaka. <laughs> I was actually reading an article saying that UCLA might be might be interested in Shaka Smart if they can't get Jamie Dixon. Please get him. him. Please, you guys, pick up the phone. Give him a he call. He would do great in the Pac-12. <laughs> <laughs> I could not agree more. But okay, Carson. Game, the first game, I believe, is Auburn versus Virginia in the Final Four. Who, Who's going to be the first team to punch their ticket into the national championship? Auburn. You got Auburn. Yeah, I don't like Virginia. <laughs> I think I've made that abundantly clear in the last few episodes. I think that they kind of tend to choke. They haven't this tournament. All credit to them. They've played a great tournament. But Auburn's a really hot team. I think they're the same kind of team that believes in themselves. I mean, you lose your best player, and then you go out and beat a blue blood in a high-stakes game. That says something about your team, your bench, your coaching, your culture. I mean, that, and that goes a long way with me because the shots are hit or miss. I mean, it's a make or miss game. So, no, the Bruce Pearl, I mean, I, I know we've said Bruce Pearl a lot, but listen, guys, he, he really is an outstanding coach. He's an emotional coach. I mean, he's crying out there for his guys. He feels for his guys. He knows what he that's wants this. He wants this just as bad as those kids want this. And yeah. that's what makes it. So fun to watch them play. But I, I agree with you. I do think Bruce Pearl gets this done. I do think Auburn will be playing for a national championship. I also just want as many Bruce Pearl jacket commentary <laughs> as, as much as I can get, honestly. Because that's been so funny. And then, of course, the to finish off the Final Four day on, on Texas Tech, Michigan State. Final Four Saturday. <laughs> Texas Tech. Texas Tech. I'm going to pick Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Yep. That, you know, from Texas, they're just built different. I agree with you. I do agree with you. And I think this is going to be probably one of the more unique, if they can get this done, national championships games played in a long time. I mean, that would be cool. I can't remember. A five versus three, huh? But I, I just can't even remember the last time we had two programs. Both of them would be competing for their first ever national championship. Virginia's 1-1. Michigan State's 1-1. Can you guys help me out? Can you guys think of a national championship game that has had that has featured two teams both competing for their first? Not only competing for their first, but they're also their first national championship appearance. I mean, I don't know, man. That's that's pretty I've never had this opportunity. About. I mean, I don't I don't I can't recall a situation where that's happened, to be honest with you. I've never really thought about it or looked into it. I guess I've just always kind of taken the whole blue blood thing for granted. I don't know. <laughs> Chris Chris Beard and Bruce Pearl, they need to both share the Coach of the Year award, award trophy. One of those guys needs to win it. 
I mean, oh, one of those guys is gonna win it. No, dude, come on. They, need to, they just need to share. They need to share the John Wooden John Wooden Coaching Award. And I, I agree, though, Carson. I do think that Texas Tech is gonna upset Michigan State, and I think that would be really cool to see two teams who have never competed for a national championship and playing for the national championship in the national championship. I gotta say, though, I'm a lot more worried about Tom Izzo and Cassius Winston and what they're about to do than anything Tony Bennett has. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, agree. I, I think Izzo has way more aces up his sleeve. Oh, yeah. Izzo's been, like I said, there There hasn't been anything Izzo hasn't seen. And really quick, I think it's kind of bogus, too, that Izzo was catching some heat for yelling at his guys. Who cares? I mean, who cares well, if he yells? I mean, who cares parent, if he yells? I mean, if you're a parent, you might not like to see that, especially oh, with the intensity ooh. being high. And, you know, the, the Bob Knight situation we kind of touched on earlier with him at Tech. But the Bob Knight situation back in that day kind of brought a sensitivity to the issue. So I can see where some of them are coming from. But at the same time, Bro, it's sports. He wants to win. Like, you mean to tell me you've never seen someone coach an athlete? <laughs> <laughs> so... This is the actually Texas Tech is the first team to reach the Final Four in Texas, other than Texas, which happened in 2003 when University of West Texas won the national championship. They didn't have the final the Final Four wasn't a thing back then. It was called something else. That's actually the only team to win a national championship in Texas was that West Texas team. They made a movie about them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, back in the 50s, Tech, Texas Tech, they I think they get this done, dude. And I think I think. This is really going to spark a, a momentum change in Red Raider sports, I think, because they, you know, they just got a new football coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've always been pretty solid in baseball, and you know, I think that if Chris Beard can win this, I think he's staying. Well, I think he's staying in Lubbock for a long time. Only one way to find out. We'll have to tune in Saturday and Monday. Saturday and Monday. Well, we appreciate you guys giving us another listen and coming back. And uh, we'll be sure to have some coverage coming up soon about the final results of the national championship game and. Maybe well, some college baseball. What a tournament it's been, guys. What a ride. And we appreciate your support and your views. You guys have a phenomenal Final Four weekend. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.